by a book entitled Peeling Back the Mask but by our Canadian general, <laughs> Miguna Miguna, mm. a person who prof thinks writes very elegantly. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know if I agree. I don't know if I agree. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I agree with Prof. <laughs> yeah, so Peeling Back the Mask, A Quest for Justice in Kenya by Miguna Miguna, written in 2012. Mm. We actually hope he's not watching right now, so we don't become victims no, of no, his no. tweeting Mi rants. Mi 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 Miguna, watch, watch. <laughs> What is us live from Canada? Watch, come, watch. baby, come. Right? come <laughs> <laughs> so at the time when this book was coming out, it was actually one of the most anticipated um, book releases in Kenyan history, I believe. I know yeah. a lot of people yeah. got then the it leaked. Yeah. yeah, then it leaked. So yeah. the book leaked before anybody got the physical copies. Absolutely. So we thank the internet for the version we read today. Yeah. Um, so this book was written one year after Miguna was suspended as senior advisor to the then Prime Minister, Raila yes, Odinga. Absolutely. And um, Miguna, according to his Wikipedia, which I think he edits himself, <laughs> He is a Kenyan-born Canadian author, columnist, attorney, and revolutionary intellectual. 100% hmm. he edited it himself. <laughs> yeah. So this book covers two things that I think we're going to um, talk about. Yeah. One is his early childhood, his arrest and torture as a student activist, and then mm. his exile in Kenya, and then his return thereafter. Absolutely. And the second thing is his exposing, I'm going to quote him, yeah. his exposing of Raila <coughs> Odinga as a selfish, confused, hypocritical, and deceptive leader whose greed for power and money makes him unfit for the presidency of the Republic of Kenya. Wow. Yeah. He has a way with words, doesn't he? Yeah. He sure does. So this book is split into eight parts. Yes. But what I really think is that this book is three parts memoir mm. and five parts <laughs> Raila rant. Mm. Yes. So I think it's not really a autobiography of any sorts. Absolutely. So I think I'll just give a bit of background for Miguna for some of the people who might not know a lot about him. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, he started out as a political activist when he was a student activist um, or student leader at the University of Nairobi. Yes. So he became a student leader in 1986. Yeah. But he was then detained by President Arab Moy and expelled from the University of Nairobi yeah. for advocating for multi-party um, democracy in Kenya. Mm. So when he was eventually released, he um, so after he was released, he says that it was his time in prison that forced him to wear glasses yes. because of the torture that he endured oh, while in yeah while he, in cell. He could have gone through the same torture that went through because mm. there was a bright light that was put in the middle of the cell. Exactly those torture mechanisms that were used. Yeah. So eventually, when he was released, he fled the country, passing through Tanzania, Swaziland, Switzerland, and eventually um, landing himself in Canada, yes. where he completed his undergraduate and master's law degree. Mm -hmm. yes. So he remained in Canada from 1988 with under political asylum yes. until 2007 when he returned to Kenya for the 2007 general election. Absolutely. So upon the formation of the Grand Coalition, which was between President Kibaki and Raila Odinga mm. in 2009, Miguna was um, appointed as special advisor to yes. the office of the prime minister. Yes. However, in 2011, we yeah. know this part, yeah. he was suspended for gross misconduct. Yes. To this day, I think he does not know what that, he was not actually told the details of that suspension. Yes. Okay. So um, he was soon, this suspension was soon done by President Kibaki, mm. which Miguna terms as a half-hearted reinstatement yes. mm. that he then rejected. Yes. So then we see him again running for the governor of Nairobi in 2017 yeah. and losing, unfortunately. Yeah. But then we see his life go full circle. Yes. So he writes this tell-all, this scathing book about Raila. Yeah. Mm. And then in 2018, we see him being the person who swears Raila in as the yeah. Yeah. second yeah, people's president, the people's president, president of yeah. Kenya. So yeah. it's yeah. quite interesting how yeah. in five years he manages to go full, full circle, circle to become besties. Yeah. Yeah. From snitching to <laughs> benefiting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I think they should actually have a Netflix uh, thing on Miguna Miguna, mm -hmm. and and totally based on 2007-2008. This man was uh, the gatekeeper to Raila Odinga okay. then, okay. right? But I, I actually think he was a little bit distasteful to him. 
uh, especially describing personal uh, uh, events mm. that could have happened, especially where Ella was, was uh, you know, he was a victim. And I want to describe one of those things. February 2008, mm. you can't remember the date. Uh, ODM think tanks and uh, luminaries are meeting somewhere. And Rela Odinga enters the room and the guy starts crying. And he cries and he says, please never take me back to Kibaki. I <laughs> never want to see that. Wait, man. who's crying? Raila is crying. As, as described in the book, okay. not my words. Okay. Right? And he cries and he cries. Now, um, we're going to sit right next to Salem Lone. Yeah. Lone. And Salim Lone says, did you see that? Raila cried. He's like, yes. Nobody expected that a man that big, bigger, larger than life, would mm -hmm. ever cry. But one thing uh, uh, Miguna also describes is the power dynamic between Raila Odinga and, and, and Mwai Kibaki. Mm -hmm. And Mwai Kibaki had this strength behind him. The guy mm -hmm. sat in meetings and never moved, all right? And also, there is a memo that, uh, uh, that Miguna speaks of mm -hmm. about uh, Francis Mudaura mm -hmm. giving it to all cabinet ministers and including the prime minister. And uh, you know what he wrote in, in that memo? What did he write? That the prime minister of the Republic of Kenya, his work is to supervise and coordinate government functions only under the authority of the president. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, this is a head of civil service telling the prime minister <laughs> how to behave. Mm -hmm. But uh, there is also one thing here. Mudaura then was running government, yeah. right? And there's something that Miguna uh, wrote about Kibaki's behavior and how he was able to subdue Raila. And mm -hmm. allow me to read it, yeah, sure. right? And he says, we tried to save Raila from Kibaki, but he had constantly fallen back into the lion's jaws. Nothing could restrain discipline or teach Raila a lesson. <laughs> Contrary to popular myth, Kibaki was a more focused one. Mm. He never wavered, never veered off his script. Kibaki was tough as a nut. When he said no, he meant it. Mm. He rarely said yes during negotiations. <laughs> he took and took. He rarely gave. Wow. Mm. Interesting. You know? I think everyone, you know, went for this book because yeah. of all these tidbits. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and they're things that could possibly be very, very true. Absolutely. So he says, <laughs> I don't know. Including the crying. Yeah, including the crying. <laughs> so at the end of his book, he terms his epilogue Project Kenya. Mm. Yeah. And it's sort of how he sums up his philosophy, yeah. how, how he is the way he is, mm. right? Mm. And he says his guiding philosophy is that struggle demands sacrifices, mm. without which victory cannot be guaranteed. Mm. His calling has been to serve the public and he says that in his role as PM advisor he had a very difficult yes. um, role yeah. because he had to speak that truth to power yeah. he had to tell the PM things that he may not necessarily want to, yes, want want to, to hear. hear. And yeah, he says yeah. that anyone who's working in public office that's the part of your job. Yeah. Part of your job, right? Yeah. So he says he survived purely based on self-confidence. And I actually don't doubt that. Y yes. <laughs> right? He yeah. said discipline, resourcefulness. Yeah. And he calls himself, you know, coming from a peasant upbringing to yeah. where he was then, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, in the epilogue, he gives a story where he likens himself mm. to Tom Joseph Mboya. Oh, hmm. wow. Right? Yeah. And he says that those guys were mistaken. Yes. The fate that befell them was their foolishness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he says <laughs> <laughs> that despite being an exceptional thinker, tactician, yeah. um, and um, what else? 
Yeah. Boya was allowed, yes. um, you know, his ravenous hunger. Yes. So he, he basically says that because he was so politically hungry yes. and wanted to dismantle yes. uh, Jaramogi and show everyone how brilliant he was, Absolutely. he exposed yeah. okay. himself, yes. right? Yes. And so according to Miguna, yeah. Boya betrayed the most fundamental rule of power. Yes. Always conceal your intentions, but yes. never waver in your quest or ambition. Yes. So Miguna suggested in Boya's world class, that dismantling of Jaramogi, he yeah. thought that presidency would just be delivered. To him. Yeah. Right. And the reason why mm. um, Ouko and um, Boya, Boya befall the same fate yes. is because they outshine yes. their masters, yeah. essentially, right? Ab absolutely. And so but Miguna did not. He did oh. not. So Miguna believes that he oh. could have suffered the similar fate, fate, but he, what saved him was his acute sense of survival. He's yeah. a revolutionary intellectual. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And his outspokenness, yes. right? So yeah. he also says yeah. that if he were to die, yeah. he would not die. Uh, on, on his, his on his knees or in a bed, yeah. he would die standing up. Yeah, yes. Okay. So full of yeah. uh, bravado, Gusto, right? Yeah. <laughs> Allow me to. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Sure, yeah. but he he also gives one more story. I'll yeah. be quick. Okay. And he says that he stopped trusting Ryla in two thousand seven. Yeah. Which is interesting because he took up the, yeah, he took the, up the role advisor, advisor in 2009. Exactly. He says that during the post-election crisis, he watched and was in shock when Ryla gave this address um, at a press conference in a five-star hotel yeah. um, saying how a general will not meet his troops at the front line. Yes. And so he says, he describes in the book that he was sitting with Salim Lone yeah. or Salim Lone, yeah. um, Sarah Eldekin, Eldekin yeah. and Professor Yugi, and they were all baffled yes. at why the general was not... Yes. So his troops. Yeah, be in solidarity with his troops. Yes. And he says that is the moment he realized yeah. that he was dealing with a delusional character yeah. infused with a sense of entitlement. What? Mm. Yes. And then he went and likened Ryla's um, press conference at the Five Star Hotel yeah. Yeah. to Saddam Hussein in that hall. <laughs> you know the famous <laughs> image of yes. Saddam Hussein yes. hiding? Yes. Yes. That's yeah. what he yeah. pretending to be oh brave. Let, <laughs> let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. This is a man who this book was published, what, 2014? 2012. 2012? Yeah. And then 2017, he comes back to Kenya, yeah. runs for governor, mm -hmm. and at the tail end of the election, decides to support the man mm -hmm. who he does not trust, yeah. who he has called all manner of names. Yeah. Now, you know, when I look back at this, um, this thing, say, uh, I mean, at this book, I say, Miguna probably created Raila in his own image or wanted to create Raila in his own image. And because he couldn't yeah. uh, do it, mm -hmm. then he got angry. <laughs> um, I don't know. There, there's some dynamic and relationship there that those two know and others don't. Yeah, yeah that's quite possible. Um, yeah. Quite possible. Yeah. The general says, yeah. struggle demands sacrifices, without which victory cannot be guaranteed. Yeah. Whenever these sacrifices are made, nobody can tell with precision how it will all end. Yeah. But end it always does, yes. with victory on the side of justice. He does sound like a general. Yes. <laughs> so, and he has poetic words. General. I mean. <laughs> Viva. 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 Anyway, 